Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Jim, 2020 will be known as the year of the coronavirus. In almost every country, church buildings and places of public meetings were closed by this pandemic. Many people could no longer go to a church building to fulfill the functions of a church. Paul, it has been a tough year. Many conflicting views. Some believe we should obey Romans 13, 1-5 and obey every government decree. Others believe we need to be like the apostles Peter and John in Acts 5 and say, we must obey God rather than man. Over 20 years ago, you and I did a seminar at a missions conference entitled Every House a Church, Four Models of the House Church Phenomenon, China, Vietnam, Cuba, and Saudi Arabia. We defined house church as an independent, unregistered group of people who covenant to meet together in a private home or location to fulfill Acts 2, 42-47 with devotion, to add to their number those who are being saved, outreach or evangelism, to break bread and pray and worship God, worship, to fellowship together and eat together, fellowship, to follow the apostles' teaching, discipleship, and to give to everyone as they have need, ministry. And we defined house cell churches as a small group of believers who gather together under the guidance and approval of leaders and elders, usually from a recognized, registered congregation or body of believers to fulfill the five functions of the church. With church buildings closed across the globe, the time is right to revisit the topic of house churches and house cell churches. Collectively, we are the church. The buildings where we meet are not the church. We, the church, are told in Hebrews 10, 24-25, Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We are told in Scripture that the first century Christians met house to house. Many times overseas, I stood in front of a group, drew three concentric circles, and carefully had the translator explain essence, what is it, in the center circle, function, why does it exist, in the second circle, and forms, how the essence and function are achieved, in the third circle. I would go through the essence function forms of fishing with a little fun and humor. Then we would switch to essence function and form of the church, and suddenly eyes opened. They began to see the biblical essence function and forms of the church in a fresh way. The essence of the church would be believers gathered in the name of Christ. The function of the church is fivefold. The first four functions are done together, and the fifth, evangelism, can be and perhaps is more safely done away from the group. Worship or edify, discipleship, educate, ministry, equip, fellowship, encourage, and outreach, evangelism. We know the forms of a church are as varied as countries and people around the world. Some meet in prisons, halfway houses, rescue missions. Some meet in designated tax-exempt buildings called church buildings. Some meet in rented school facilities such as gymnasiums, theaters, warehouses. 
Some meet in open fields, parks, forests, caves, or mountaintops, and some meet in homes in small groups. In years past, we visited persecuted Christians in many countries. In virtually every situation, we saw the same model. The Christian church survives and grows by using house church cells. Cuba, China, Ethiopia, and Vietnam, for example. Also, we have been in countries where buildings used for church meetings have been closed by the government, such as Algeria and Uzbekistan, or Buddhist extremists in Sri Lanka and Myanmar, or Muslim fundamentalists as in Yemen and Iraq. Christians continue to meet regularly in Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, atheist, secular humanist countries regardless of government decrees. In those countries, the only Christians who would go without meeting together with other believers are called prisoners, and even they work hard at making opportunities. In a North Korean labor camp, a group of Christians met safely and secretly every Sunday morning in the latrine because it smelled so bad the guards would not go near it and they would not be discovered and punished. In Iran, Christians are told they must obey their Islamic government's decrees. They must not possess a Bible or study the Bible in the Farsi language, but they do. They must not meet in homes for worship, but they do. And they must not share their faith with Muslims, but they do. And the number of Christians is increasing. In some free democratic countries, COVID restrictions regulate meeting members, numbers, and the physical distance between people. Some governments say we are not to sing or even touch each other during a meeting. Some large churches have suspended services to be good role models compliant with government rules. As Christ followers, how should we then respond? You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. You can receive a free PDF of our new devotional book, Every House a Church, by sending Dr. Jim an email at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Jim, what is the first house church model that you witnessed? That would be Cuba. Back in 1988, one pastor was denied a permit by the government to have meetings and no building was available to use without a permit. The pastor knew the government allowed four non-blood-related people to meet in a home without a permit. If you had five or more non-blood-related people in your home, you needed a permit to meet. So he met in two-hour blocks of time in his home with four people for prayer, singing, Bible study. Eventually, he had 80 people coming to his house who met with him once a week for two hours. I remember visiting a creative pastor in Cuba who met legally in an old building, but no permits were being issued to repair, enlarge, renovate, or plant any new churches. So they started a second service on Thursday night, then a third service on Tuesday night, and then a fourth on Monday night, until there were services most nights of the week. His church grew in the same rundown old building with floor pots to catch drips of water from the unrepairable leaking roof. If we agree there is a difference between closing a church building for health purposes, where people are dropping dead from a disease, and closing for an anti-Christian religious reason as far as obedience goes, whichever way it happens, Satan thinks he wins in both circumstances. 
We believe there is a need for some form of face-to-face assembling together or fellowship. Jesus chose 12 disciples that they might be with him to learn from him. What kind of form might this new house church or cell look like? Acts 8.3 says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house, and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Was Saul arresting Christians for meeting in their homes, house churches? Then, ironically, the converted apostle Paul, in Romans 16.5, says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Later in Colossians 4.15, Paul greets Nymphas and the church that is in his house. And again, he says to Acrippus, our fellow soldier, give greetings and to the church in your house. In China, no one is permitted to meet outside of officially approved meeting places. Evangelism is prohibited and government officials, police officers, soldiers, teachers, children and teenagers are not permitted to become Christians. But in virtually every restricted country we visited, we could find an unregistered house church or house church cell, even if we met in the living room of a mud hut in a valley in Bhutan. Forms are as varied as the culture, the laws, the time of day. There is not one correct way to meet as a church, but many still want and need that face-to-face assembly and dialogue. What is considered the largest church in the world, pastored by Yonggi Cho in Seoul, Korea, is also a cell-based church with a strong focus on all five functions, especially evangelism. Dr. Cho believes that cell groups are the best setting for introducing people to Jesus Christ. It is felt that new babes in Christ should become spiritual fathers within six months. Cell groups are considered the best training environment. Cell churches allow for not only church growth by addition, but also for church multiplication movements. A healthy church is the best church in good times and in bad times. Thus, we need to realize that a church is healthy when it truly fulfills all five functions. That cannot happen when members only attend public worship settings. Thus, cell groups are vital to having a balanced church, or as one writer calls it, the two-winged church. The imagery is obvious. We are not saying that the traditional or institutional church is totally wrong, but without small groups or cells, that church is incomplete, unbalanced, and crippled. It is like a bird trying to fly on one wing. The cell is the basic building block of all things. The church, thus, is not the church until it is composed of basic community units. These units join together to create the whole body. This was the pattern in the early New Testament church. Cell group meetings are ideal when numbering 10 people. Whenever the group goes over 12 persons, it should divide and grow again. There, however, could always be one empty chair to symbolize the next unbeliever who will join the group. That imagery gives a constant reminder to the cell group of the natural function of evangelism and often directs the prayer focus. Each small group meeting is then made up of the other four functions, fellowship, worship, training, and ministry to the members. The fact that the church can exist and carry on its primary functions without dependence on physical forms and traditional methods is vitally important. 
This means that any group of believers established by God can survive victoriously in the most hostile environment. When forms and methods are confused with the functions of the church, such forms can become an obstacle. Many governments since the time of the Roman Empire have successfully suppressed the outward forms and methods, but none have been able to destroy the essence of the church. If you will commit yourselves to the biblical concept of the spiritual church carrying out its functions in simple ways, you and your fellow believers will be a church that can survive victoriously under any circumstances. There you have it, men. We are the church. Let's be the church. Request your copy of Every House a Church at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estbrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.